vampires and werewolves, ghosts and ghouls, goblins and fools. Tricks and treats, boy. It is a treat to be here with you on this Halloween season. This is the Polical Sims Podcast. I am Brandon Newman, also known as Brother Brandon, out in these internet cyber streets with me, as always, in these podcasting streets. All up in your earlobes is my brother, Lawrence J. Newman. That is not his name, but we're going to keep his biblical out of here. Uh, Mr. Spreadlove. Mr. Spreadlove, how you doing, brother? I'm all right. I'm all right. I actually like that name for a future son or daughter. Are you into the naming uh, a, a girl a boy's name like in, like or like not? Yeah, giving okay, giving traditionally. I told him myself. Tra- I told him myself already. I told him myself already. Because what I'm saying is, yes, yes, the, yes, because yes, names aren't gender specific. No, they are. They are gender specific. They are. You think names are gender specific? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they're meant to be. Like you know, when when people start out, they make them. You know, but when was the first time like you just got, got surprised by it? Because we have a little sister, Sydney. Shout out to Sydney mm-hmm. Sky, TT Sky. Um, I think when she was a baby, we were at a restaurant and somebody, a waitress, was like very surprised that her name was Sydney and said it's a boy's name. And so we didn't get into And that's just probably like we knew that like it wasn't spelt that way. Normally. I've always thought Sydney was a was a woman name, but you're right. I mean that that speaks to the kind of like um, the spectrum of names and like whether they. It doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl. It's like in these times, it doesn't matter what you identify with and what name you pick. Like we are not going to assume your gender is one way because your name is right. one way. Whatever right. you're named is whatever your name. Um, you know, Theodore Eleanor Roosevelt, right? So Teddy Roosevelt, one of our presidents, he has many um pictures of him as a child in a dress because up until the like nineteen thirties, it was commonplace for men to wear dresses or like as a kid for like little boys to wear full on dresses. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Eleanor was, you know, a common thing and you know giving boys what they thought were like what we now call girl names were really men names back in the g oh my gosh that's so dope because it's a uh, uh was it, was exactly. it were, androgynous androgynous is that the term yep yep now now um, androgynous name so like a girl they, called lawrence you know it, eventually it's going to start sounding like a girl name Lawrence. Like Lauren. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just like, like Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh, your dad your dad that. must have been named your dad must have been named Lauren. <laughs> no, your mom well, used, must have been named Norman Lauren. We're we're kind of uh I guess what am I trying to say? We're Homers because of Jennifer Lawrence and her Louisville ties. So it's just kinda of like the whole Lawrence kind of has a feminine tie in our world because of Jennifer Lawrence and probably the rest of people's world because everyone everyone ends up naming their kids after stuff like you know many people at Notre Dame uh, name their kids Brady because of Brady Quinn the quarterback during the time period yeah. like it's just like it's just like what are you what are you naming your things after like what are you naming your things after we have a cousin what are you his nickname or his child name 
His na- his nickname was Paps. That's what. what, that's what that? And what? if you don't know, I'm sorry. If you don't know what Paps is, Paps was a uh, cheap liquor, a cheap beer. Oh beer. yeah, Paps Paps Blue Liquor. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Paps Blue Ribbon. Oh, people drink yes. Paps. White boys drink. Yeah, it's, or excuse me. It's a, yeah. I mean, I put no, it on. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like, this is college. Okay. It's a college Thank culture. You. It's a college culture thing. There's a place in Muncie, Indiana. There were like a specific Paps night. I feel like, like you know, three dollar tall boy Paps. Yeah, like they're a dollar. Like, I feel like North tall boy. The further north you go, like it's Paps when you go north, and the further south you go, it's like Keystone. Uh, but we're okay. not promoting any beers. No. I mean, whatever. We're not promoting any beers on here because they're not paying us. Um, Brandon, it's Halloween. Are you like me and you see your social media filled with your friends um, dressing up in different costumes? Surprisingly, yes. Yeah, I, I was. I kind of. I was actually kind of surprised by. It. I didn't expect to see so many costumes but like in a, in this like zoom day and they just like all you have to do is like dress up and then take the picture you used to have yeah. to like be inconvenienced with going somewhere just like yeah. that all day or all day long so as the more i scrolled i was like oh my gosh people are literally just taking pictures and then recreating those outfits and then like posting those side by side and saying happy halloween Happy Halloween. That's all you have to do. There, There's a, a young lady I follow, and she put on this, like, sexy angel costume, and the next pictures was, like, her watching Netflix. It said Netflix and chill. Like, she literally posted her, herself in a costume and then posted the picture of her watching Netflix. Like, I'm not going out. I just dressed up. So it's just a thing. It's just a dressed up thing, which I'm here for. Whatever. Yeah, but I think if I would have gotten the memo... That that's what we was doing. I may have participated. You know, what I'm saying? like I still got, Straight I up. still got it in my head that Halloweening is this like thing that like people over thirty can't do with kids, can't do with ease. When in all actuality, it's exactly what we could exactly. do with, with ease. Yeah. Take a picture I mean, in front of the in front of the bathroom mirror, like looking like that, and then just like you know. I, I essentially what these celebrities are doing they're actually like getting actually no the celebrities go to parties that was one thing like when we were in la joy threw a halloween party shout out to joy taylor she has about seven different halloween outfits during the season of the week halloween is a high holiday for her um yeah but uh it is for a lot of people um it is for a lot of people i think halloween is more popular than christmas honestly no, I think we're think I think like, we're regional. I think we're regional because we live in a very like Waverly Hills where me and Lance on the side of Louisville where we kinda grew up is a like top ten United States uh haunted house destination or like haunted place destination. So like a lot of our tourism is based in this like extra worldness like so like we kind of we kind of like came up on it so it is, it is a and huge if you're, deal and if you're it's a huge from, deal in louisville it's a big deal in louisville. if you're not from and if you're not from louisville waverly hills was a hospital for tuberculosis tuberculosis uh cancer patients and what they did um with the dead bodies is put them down a very dark during the war it was during the war so it was like a lot of people were out of fort knox's was a, is a base, you know, down the street, basically from from Louisville and, Fort, and Waverly, 
and they just had a lot of soldiers dying. Um, that's a that's a long down the street. It's at least an hour away from that. Back in the day, that's down the street. Like back in the day when they was traveling those those like roads. Think about like, yeah, but that's like a two hour wagon ride. That's down the street. They that's down the street back there. They had cars and they had no speed limits too, so they probably got to Waverly quick than a mug. Right. Yeah, but I mean, you I guess army so. tanks. I guess we're reaching, but you know, it's definitely an American holiday. Uh, I don't see other countries really, sure. you know, well, putting Halloween. I think other countries just cosplay constantly, so every day is Halloween. Like if I wanted to, if I was going to do Halloween, I need to do Halloween right and like cosplay. Like I need to get a gig from how good my Halloween costume is. Like this week, this this year, I wanted to be uh, um, Static Shock. I would have killed you the got, you, shot I mean, custom. I mean, you got it. I would have killed You him. got it. It almost, I think I heard something about Michael B. Jordan and Static Shock recently that I, that maybe mm-hmm. like, maybe wait a little bit. Cause like you could be, you could be too early on something. You know, imagine the, the guy who was, who was a uh, Black Panther the year before it, it actually came out. Yeah. You know, he didn't no, get I no credit. You. I was just Black Panther last year, man. Came out with the movie. It's crazy. Crazy, man. Blade was my was was like my age range is Black Panther. Like when Blade came out that Halloween, that it came out, and we already talked about my costume. Um, I wanted to ask you, Brandon, and to keep with the Halloween thing real quick. Um. Why did I say is it trick or a treat? And then I said dead. So you know how you write notes and you don't know necessarily what your notes are? Okay. Yes. Um, if you were being chased or um, pursued by a fictional horror story character, which one would you least likely want to be with? And which one would you most likely like? You know, mm. who, who would you like? I'll take that one. But I definitely ain't fucking with this one. Okay. So right off the top. I've always feared Freddy, like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. And, and like quick, quick yeah. little sidebar to this, I saw this on the shade room. Do all black people call the scary movies by the villain and not the name of the movie? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I didn't say Nightmare on Elm Street. Elm Street? No, you didn't. No. No. We know, yeah, we know the villains. Right. Exactly. Because um, if the villain's there, that that's the movie. It, it doesn't even matter. Like, right, like I think Friday the oh. 13th is Jason, but we just yeah. said it's Jason. You said what? I think Friday the 13th is the Jason series. Yeah. Chucky. Chucky is called its own thing. No, it's called Child's Play. Child's Play. But okay, so so it is called Child's Play. Oh, that was a good that was a good catch. Um yeah. so Freddie, why Freddie? Why are you least um Oh, okay. Least wanna be because there? because you can't you can't run away from your dreams. Yeah. Like right. motherfuckers right. gotta go to sleep. You gotta go to sleep. And if you don't go That's to sleep, terrifying. You can die. You can that he can, that he'll yeah. get you on the other side of something yeah. that's supposed to be so peaceful. And yeah. we're like, that shit is so scary. Yeah. And like he may he be he's in your dreams. 
in your dreams. It it's not. It's like yeah, yours. Yeah. Like you can't even. Yeah. Like you run away from your dreams. You run away in your dreams at times. Like we've all. I'm not saying we've all. I'm not going to universalize this, but I've had dreams of running away from police officers and like hiding from police or like. Mm-hmm. You're like obviously running away from other things, but like there's certain memories that I have. But like mm-hmm. the fact that if if it was Freddie in there, and then he would kill you in that, and you would be dead on that, like and start you like can't control Ooh. it. Yeah, no, 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 that's terrible. Uh, I agree. So wh- which one? Well, I'm gonna go with mine. Um, okay, my least likely. Hey, I cannot Jeepers Creepers. Oh, uh, Lance. Jeepers Creepers. Have you seen Jeepers Creepers? I've seen Jeepers Creepers, Lance. We were, I think we saw it at the exact same time. We were both okay. touched at the exact same time. <laughs> so touched like, is, touch is an understatement. Scarred. Traumatized. That was, that was, that was by far the scariest like horror villain I have ever seen. Like, 23 days he gets to eat you know, and he just picks you based on what he likes about you. Like that is absolutely he's insane. He's out there. He's out there. People watching, but hunting in a very like serial killer way, but also in this like ceremonial, traditional, like only in this part of town, scary, witchy way. Scarecrow. He could drive and fly. Like how Bro, do you sometimes, get away from that? sometimes, sometimes. How do you get away from that? I, I'm so afraid of that movie that I like try to credit oh. the actors. Like I'm like maybe it was just like really, like they did great acting. No, but and he that, was that's part of it. But he was, but he was everywhere though, bro. Like he was like oh it'd be like if Beast was like a bad guy and wanted to like, like eat, like he wanted your skin. Oh my god. Oh my god! Ooh, Straight up, stumbling, stumbling yeah. across that chest when they went in there. Ooh, that was a bunch of like you don't need to go in there, like white people movie thing. Moments in that road, and also like we're already. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because we're already like I don't know if you, about you, but I'm very nervous in like rural neighborhood, America. Like, you know, like. Oh, America. Yes. Yeah. In America. Yes. If you stumble across it's, it's, America and it looked like driving ain't past. a lot of. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Ain't a lot of what? No, go. You're, I'm no, saying. No, it wasn't a lot of what? I don't even know. Like, oh, there's not a lot. Not, yeah, not, not a lot of us. Like, places where we know there's not a lot of us. Shit, I'm more concerned with like cornfields and like razor sharp leaves that like cut your skin as you're running through them and being chased by this monster with the tune Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those eyes? Right? Mm-hmm. Like having that play, that is the most creepiest, that's the creepiest thing I could ever yeah. think of. You said you said razor sharp leaves, and my brain automatically went to saw. Like uh, which saw? In the saw series. Like imagine yeah, yeah, being yeah, in the yeah, saw yeah. series. Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of those I would just kind of, 
I'd chalk it up and see if I just would survive yeah. it. And like, I'd like end up breaking the ankle or cutting off. Yeah, the with hand. the quickness, cutting off the hand quickly. Quickly, it's not even like it's not even a a, a decision. Like you give me some, it would be it would you be die, yeah. or you live without your penis. You, this yeah. machine I've connected you to is attached to your dick, and if you do, <laughs> if you um write like you've always written and pen a what? wonderful poem. You, it will let you, you know, it'll chop your penis off and you can be free. A dickless well, this poet. Is the scenario that you're in. A dickless poet. Or you can, you know, let it pull you, pull it off and then you'll die instantly or some bullshit. Like, take it. Take it. And my poems are going to be legit from now on. Wait, so what, what's, the, what's the one that was your worst for you? Jeepers Creepers was the worst. You want it like yeah. least worse? Like who? Who would I fucks with? Like, okay, I can be in here. Yeah, you I go first. Think you're like you, you're fair. You're fair. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like there's just so much more, more meat on the bone of ones I don't want to mess with because, like, the hills have eyes. Yeah. Talking about being in like yeah. a desperate situation, like you know, those families oh, where they're just like kind of fighting over who gets to eat a eat a eat a calf. Oh my and the ancestral like hill people, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want none of that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want none of that. You, I think we, but I think we've we've ruled out your like disdain with rural slash. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this so country just like what's that? What's all about like, the woods? Yeah, so that's just not your. So, but which one would you be cool with? Like, like. So I've had a dream when I was little about Chucky and um, we were in the house in Detroit and he was chasing us through the house. He y'all were upstairs and he was like only chasing me now. And I had gone downstairs and his creepy ass like came down the stairs and I saw the shadow. And then I like got so scared. I like hit him, like threw him against the wall, threw him on the ground, like hit him. Brandon, you know how you don't control your dreams? I control my dreams and I ragged all Chucky's ass all around that room and then I put him on the ironing board with daddy's iron where he put it in the basement and I ironed uh, Chucky flat. Literally, this is a dream. Conquered him. I was no longer scared of Chucky then. I was like, okay. Alright. I'll take Chucky. As long as you ain't in no like room with like a lot of corners and like small places to hide, like mm-hmm. you good. He what's Chucky gonna do in a warehouse? Like a like an empty warehouse. Where where's Chucky gonna sneak up? You gonna get these hands? We got square up. Chucky. Well, that, okay, 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 okay. Based on that, let me say one of the ones that I think that I would always fare always fare it in. Uh, every time there's a Texas Chainsaw movie, for one, there's a vehicle that seems to work fine. <laughs> right? And then, there seems to be a moment where you can square up with dude. <laughs> we're like, back it's against the wall. You drop it. And you, you said like, and it's just like, and it's just like, just mono mono. And I think, Fighting for my life, I would put my hand through that motherfucker's chest. Like I, I like certain 
after hours just driving up for us to put my hand through his chest. You know, you know he's soft too. It ain't like, you know, he, he probably a little strong, but but all that tissue is soft. Like you were regular. Yeah, he got leather. Through that it's leather face. Leather face. Going through all of it. Yeah. Going through all of it. Oh, that's crazy. That's but anyways, yeah. That's but yeah, I was I was thinking and I was like, um Oh, that's the Gizmo, question. Gizmo isn't one. Uh was it, what's that thing? The Gremlin. Uh, the, the Gremlins. I've always thought I've always thought there's just like these are some things that you could just do to like not be in that situation. Easy. This Easy. just too, too many like I've always thought about like ingenious ways because I imagine like a serial killer like a, a supernatural serial killer is bad for everybody like I feel like the government will get involved like people will be like hey let's all come together and stop this thing so like Chucky super <clears throat> like like Chucky put that put him in a box and drop him in a trench you know what I mean like in an underwater trench and the box is gonna compress oh, yeah. he's gonna you know it's a wrap. Isn't that, isn't that the rap. premise of Gonzaga or Gonzaga? Uh, Godzilla. Mm. Like he's kind of the ultimate way. weapon, and is like our weapon. And we, whenever we need him, we go in the sea and drum him up to fight a lizard. That's Godzilla's kind of a whole. Destroy. Godzilla's a whole nother. We're going to put him on another podcast. I'm going to, like, save Godzilla. Because I've seen, like, so many of his movies. You know, like, Clover Street is all... Like, Clover, the movie Clover Street is a mix or a prequel to the Godzilla movies and the Kong movies. You remember but not the, one, not the one where they were floating. No, this is Clover Street where it was a it was Godzilla was attacking the... The city, but it was like shot gorilla Over? style Blair Witch Project. Yeah, but that was it. Was Godzilla that was hit the city mm-hmm. in that movie? So go back and watch it, and then also, and I could be wrong always, but um, uh, this is what I wanted to ask you. <clears throat> this is what I wanted to ask you: Is trick or treating dead? Mm. No. Mm, why no i think like all things it's as a lot as alive as you're forced to make it right because today we put a bowl of candy out right uh-huh in the front in the garage or in front of the garage garage the garage door closed Little bowl candy, but we put little de- decorative stuff out too. The balloons that mom gave us, yeah, right. Nice. We went over to house boom, we put that by the, by the thing. A couple pumpkins, Carter got a pumpkin from daycare. We got a pumpkin and we laid it out there in a big pumpkin. We and we're going out there just filling up the bowls, right? Mm-hmm. So right. It, it kept people kept getting more and more candy. When we was over mom's house, Michelle was looking at the ring doorbell, looking at 40-year-olds just get up there and take some candy. So, you know, it was alive in our little neighborhood. But after 10 o'clock, we went out there to get the candy. Why was the balloons and the pumpkins gone? Like, somebody in this neighborhood was like, on some like, this decor is gone. I, I could not believe Wow. But they thought that they could help themselves to our little pumpkins. Wow. Isn't that wow. wild? I was that like, is this wild. is some Halloween, this is some Halloween trickery 
this yeah. is some like like some some foolishness. That's I was like, I might as well take the little table That's and let took the bowl. They they left all them damn smarties in the bowl in the bowl, but took the damn pumpkins. Everybody, make sure that you discard your pumpkins in uh, nature. Like actually, actually, yeah. I was that's, I, Michelle actually said one less thing for us to throw away, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. What you think about it? Um, but what do you? Why would you? What What, what is your uh, take on trick or treat I mean, being dead I think, or alive? I think trick or treat is dead, dead, dead. Like the good old days of like. Letting your kids go up and down a block. Like, remember, I feel like mom used to take us to several blocks. There was like, there was like three blocks we would go to in the PRP area. We would hit like Tommy. We would hit his street. We would hit like Casey Street. Like we, when we went trick or treating with Casey, like we went all. Three I mean, I had to, I had to I had to Trevor Trove when I start trick or treating Eric's neighborhood, Eric and Morgan's neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like we Lord Lord Hunter's Trace. Yeah, we hit the streets where like it was safe to do, but like, and there's probably other gated communities where it's still safe, and it will be alive in those communities. But like, as far as like getting candy from strangers, like that's dead. Like we we not we not taking candy mm. from strangers. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't think about the the COVID times. It's funny. I was about to say I didn't. I went out and I did, we. So we went out. We threw Carter in his little Winnie the Pooh costume real quick. I guess I got some content to to feed the streets. These these uh, social media streets. Um, and he uh, and I was gonna say I didn't see a mask in sight, but it's not true because it was Halloween. I saw plenty mm. masks. Right, right. <laughs> but I didn't see no. I didn't see no medical mask. Oh, that's funny. I went in Menards today. <clears throat> Have you Save know Menards is? money in Menards. They, um, I was getting, like, I was looking for pants. It was getting free racist looks. Like, like, the the look of disgust people had that I had a mask on was just... Like, and I didn't, it was like to the point where I didn't notice until I got outside. Like, I got outside and I was like, you know, people look at me. I'm black. I get it. I, my hair is big. I get it. But people seemed like they were looking at me real mean. And then I took my mask off and I was like, oh, I did have this mask on. Yeah. Then maybe that's yeah. what it was. People don't want to realize, and this is maybe as personal, but like, no one wants to like realize that they are actually a danger to anyone else. So, like, it's, like, offensive. As people take it offensively. Huh? So, yeah, to, like, just be like, yes, like, like, it's not, I mean, the streets ain't always safe out here, just yet. Even on this holiday season. I I know that it's... Even on this fine and pants season. Oh, I went to a baby shower in, in sweatpants. So I had to go get some like real pants real quick. So shout out to shout out to Chad and Vashti. Um, shout out to the baby Aaliyah. I think yes, is the name. Yes. Um, shout out to baby showers. Brandon, are there male? I, I was at the baby shower today. I was like, are there male equivalents to baby showers? First of all, second of all, what would those male equivalents have? Because you know, baby showers have games and shit. It's always a nice spread. I just uh, took a bite. Um, 
out of a strawberry thing. Sorry for eating on the podcast, Brandon. Um, out of this like strawberry chocolate covered strawberry spread that they had there. Um, real quick, chocolate covered strawberries are dead, y'all. All right, we don't. I, I I don't know who likes them that much, but I, I like I can eat two maybe at the most, and then I'm done okay. with chocolate covered strawberries. Okay, I'm sure Back the ones to, at the oh. baby shower. Is different than uh, you know a fresh batch from Godiva or even edible arrangements. Who still fuck up the straw, the chocolate covered strawberry game? So shout out to them. Okay, I might order some um, just so JIC just because. Get on there. Go back. They had a game where you have a pin on your shirt and you can't say the word baby, right? And if you okay. do say the word baby, you get to take everybody's pin. You get to take all their pins right so everybody's like just chilling everybody's like not acting like this is not a competition it's ain't a game i'm killing it i said i go up to like three or two people and i was like man i'm trying to i'm trying to play this ashanti song but i can't remember the name you go like <laughs> and then they was like two of them were like baby i was like give me them clips <laughs> He said, oh, man, oh, oh, man, you got me, you got me. I said, I said to another dude, I said, man, there, it was a it was a concert here. People was taking their kids. It was a fight and everything. It was like Dirk and somebody else. It's one popular one. Somebody said, little baby. I said, give me that clip. <laughs> I took one more. That's so I one crazy. More. I did, I did one more. taking their kids. Oh, I, I, man. I, I was I was killing it. I said um, there was like a baby on the ground, like crawling around. I said, man, she's she she's to- she's small for a toddler. She's small for a toddler. Somebody said that's a baby. Give me that clip. <laughs> that's the best one. That's the best one. That actual oh, correction. No, no, the best one. So one more, okay? Because I won this game. Obviously, I won this game. Obviously, I won this game. Um, the best one was there was a homie, the homie Dave. All right, y'all, shout out to Dave Christopher uh, Junior. Dave Christopher Junior. Um, he is the uh, co-director, one of the co-directors of Amped. A uh, wonderful program here in Louisville. Um, he is a prominent rapper, a great producer, um, and he's just all around dope. Been knowing him for some years. So he was at the baby shower, and I kept trying to get him. He was like, oh, man. He said, man, you got to, like, sit down and actually have a conversation with people. You got to, like, really talk to them to get them to say stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, no, you right. So I waited. Like 10, 15 minutes, sat him down. Like, I was like, man, sit down, let's talk. And we were just talking, we were just talking, we were just talking. And I was like, man, out of the city, out of the city, like, you got Jack, you got Vory, you got Bryson. Um, who else you got? He said, uh, 2K Baby. I said, give me that clip. <laughs> he was like, no! Like, he was yelling. He was yelling yeah. at the top of his lungs. He was like, no! He said, what? He said, I just told you how to do this. I just told you had to come for conversation. I said, it's chestnut checkers, bro. He said, you are amazing at this game. So oh it was just fun. Oh, my God. People from Louisville, of course, we would love to. Don't forget 2K, baby. <laughs> In these streets, boy. 
I think you. I heard. I think you went to Iroquois. Oh, that's crazy. Isn't that wild? It's like it's crazy that like, like, what have I, what has our generation been doing? To it, it, is that a, is that a testament to how accessible it is yes. to create yes. now versus yes. absolutely? I, I feel like Think that might be it, too right? much of a cop out, though. It might be too much cop out because obviously not, there's not. a lot of people from Louisville who are doing. But they're better than, a, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> rappers are from everywhere. Well, rappers with names being from a specific place mean something. And Louisville having so many right now on the radio means something. It means a lot. It means a whole lot. But is it because of the, is it because the avenue was, was broken? Because, like. Think of this is this talk. This is how crazy it is that Nelly broke out when he did from St. Louis, right? Yeah. But there wasn't like mm-hmm. outside of St. Lunatics, it wasn't just like a slew of St. Louis rappers coming yeah. out. Atlanta is a whole other story. Like Ludacris yeah, no, kind of started uh, something. Well, obviously, probably no. I mean, they had, they had outcasts. People, they had people before. They had people yeah. before Ludacris. Billy but Mom. I'm saying like, I'm saying Louisville specifically is like. Um, oh, you said, um, is it easy access to post things? Like, that is definitely the reason. Ain't no cop out. That is the ultimate reason. Brandon, if we were able to post the things that we created when we were younger, you know what I'm saying? Like, we I didn't say post things, but I heard what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I said the, the accessibility to create things. Um, I took that as, or I translated that as accessibility to, like, Show the world what you created. News. Stock market. Bear. Bull. Sell. Buy. Trade. Hold. Apple stock is declining. A lot of futures aren't going through. I don't know if this means anything to anyone listening, but there's a lot of speculation going on of why. Why now? Why is Apple stock declining? The Gizzards Gadgets portion of this podcast I want to talk to you about is Apple AirPods versus traditional Apple headphones. Right? In TikTok mm-hmm. videos that you showed me, Whenever and whenever I'd see a TikTok video, I'd see Gen Z, the generation below millennials, with mm-hmm. the headphones in, string, and using them and bringing the microphone to their mouth mm-hmm. and speaking. Yep. Right. Yep. For best audio clarity on TikTok. Yep. And I was like, hmm. Earpods seem to be the big thing. For my generation, but I don't know. Maybe it's just people can't waste their time or waste their money. Maybe kids can't afford, like where, like you know, iPhone. Uh, uh, one of these the cord iPhones come when you buy an iPhone or when you buy an iPhone. Right. You have a Apple phone that just right. comes with it. Then the uh, New York Times put out an article last week. That Gen Z laughs at people with earpods, Apple earpods, and they're 
a tech bro giveaway like loser sign and all the real cool kids have the plug-in headphones yep and i think that's just trends of young people like there's no way that apple earpods are not better or worse or maybe kids lose shit babies lose shit so they need things tied together in strings and connected but wanna I'm gonna put it that to was, you this that was something way. I, I that was something that I noticed that was going on, and then it got solidified with that article um, that the younger generation is laughing at earpods. Yeah, I mean, because to them, it's it's Bluetooth. It's the Bluetooth around the neck for fifty and older. You know what I mean? It's like the earpods <laughs> oh are the earpods the are truck driver. The truck driver neck reverse neck bracelet or uh, necklace. Whatever it is, that air that that Bluetooth, we know you over fifty, love. And you got them AirPods in, we know you over thirty or close to it. And and that was just replaced by the telemarketer one earpiece, one little ear thing. Mm-hmm. The fucking Because yeah, that guy laughed out. Everybody got that. That, come that on. became obsolete. So then, come on. the little necklace thing with the earpod. That I mean, we. I think millennials like things that they they knew was going to be possible. Like they they were like younger. And it was like, oh, this shit's definitely going to happen. So when it comes out, they're like I got to get them. Like wireless headphones, yeah. right? Like wireless headphones. Yeah. We if you had a CD player, a Walkman, or whatever, and like. You had you had your thing all tangled, and you had to like you had knots in in your headphone cord. Like you was like wireless headphones is gonna be a thing one day, and I cannot wait. And then they like kind of came out with them, but it was real bulky, like the sensor, and it didn't work well. It's right. like these are like you know clear and everything else. Like oh, I'm I'm trying to get these. So millennials are spending our money on gadgets, gadgets, but the new money, um, which is Gen Z. Because they know how to utilize technology properly. Monetize off, the, off their technology. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're not wasting their time. They're not wasting their time with, with, with stuff they know is insufficient when getting their audio or, you know, they find the ways around. I pay $600 a year for Photoshop and Premiere and all those other things. And there's somebody posted, uh, Chelsea, shout out Chelsea, our sister. Um, She posted a... I feel Chelsea. Just side note, I feel Chelsea is the youngest, like among like she she keeps up. Like her and Sydney are the best at keeping up with what's happening now and the young people. But anyway, uh, Chelsea posted like these this thing that like is free. It's 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 literally all those programs only they're free and it's like does the same thing and has the same tools and programs. So like Gen Z is like figuring a way around every single thing gen x and millennials or boomers millennials like we trying to put uh we're we're trying to put these like consumer capitalism things in their face and they're like "Uh uh-uh swipe side swipe now you try to get us you thought we was gonna spend our money on them headphones we don't care about that yeah no you're right and it's also like the uh The corporate model or the corporate standard makes it so you have to spend the money on an Excel spreadsheet and get the shorthands of that versus the Google charts 
that is exactly the same thing in free. I mean, it's similar now where Google Drive right. kind of made Word, uh, Microsoft Word obsolete because yep. Microsoft Word Absolutely. isn't isn't on isn't on Macs, and everyone knows nope. for creatives, a lot of people are leaning on Macs to create, other than you know people creating actual creating like with um, virtual reality and all that stuff happens on PCs, yep. but. Uh, yeah, the Google Docs mimics uh, Word documents, and Lord knows how much. I mean, people used to spend a hundred dollars a month uh, every every upgrade for a new CD, so you can oh my god, burn it to your computer and download the software. Um, so oh yeah, god. you're definitely it, it definitely is right. It actually, brings me to something else I wanted to talk about, and <clears throat> this may be like too meta, so we'll get to something actually more interesting. But failure, right? There, this, uh, this, this. I was reading something recently, and they were saying that failure is like Western society tied to, um, or not. I'm sorry, I messed it up. I, I, I spoiled the lead. Something ending. Right, a, like a relationship ending, a uh, podcast ending. For from uh, shout out to maybe on crazy podcast, um, a job ending, an opportunity. Um, so those things ending seem like failure, and that's a very like Western world American way to look at it. And it's like our society versus the actuality that all things end. Sometimes things ending is a success for a lot of times. Like imagine shows that you prepare for and and memorize, and once you once that show ends, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, right? And, and yeah. it talks about how death is inevitable in the society and in this world, and it leads to rebirth. Like there's a lot of things where like one thing can't exist if another thing does exist. You know. Um, as much as we love our grandmother, we can't imagine our grandmother, Cora, and baby Cora living on the same plane. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, mm-hmm. um, so anyways, with that, uh, basically the, the concept of rethinking about failure and the opportunities that come from something ending or something not coming in actuality, because Everyone's listening to this probably understands that you get a job or a, a gig or talk to a person or become friends with somebody or connect with something. Like you get something that you always wanted and when you get into the boots on the ground and start dealing with that that blessing every day, it wasn't what you thought it was and it's a lot more difficult and with one thing comes a lot of other things. So and you just kind of deal with it because, you know, you got what you want, you know? So, uh, I think that's a, actually, I don't know why I brought that part up. <laughs> no. And I'm trying to, it, there, there was no question. I feel like this was just a good reflection on like where you're at in life. Um, but did oh, you yeah, like... definitely, definitely for me. Oh, I mean, yeah. Being in Louisville, uh, it's definitely made it easier. Like I can't, I'm so happy. Here, here's a perfect example. Because this is, yeah, this is actually coming from a year from when I left Barstool. 
So this was like a full year from that time for me actually putting my two weeks in and going. But it all goes back to July 4th when I tweeted back at Dave that joke. And he basically asked me to leave. And I was like, okay, um, it's not going to, like, this is over, kind of. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is, this is a wrap. And I was mm -hmm. trying so hard to make it work for so long. And I was telling Michelle, like, I was going to end up going crazy just trying to make that gig work for me. And it didn't. And it was the best thing that happened to me and my family is to right. get out of New Jersey, get out of New York, like pandemic aside, like it was just like right. healthy for us to get away. And it was, and I didn't even have the opportunity to realize the benefits of not, you know, being operating in a coastal elite city during this time, like while I'm trying to grow my career in, in, in this, in, in media or whatever the hell I'm doing with my life. But it, you know what I mean? Like that, that this, this reality that I'm so happy with only came from something ending that needed to end. Shit got to end, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like, people don't understand that it's part of um, the cycle and nothing really ends. That's the beauty of it. Like, if you, like, kind of believe mm. in, you know, Buddhism or just kind of anything that um, speaks to energy continuing. It's like our, our connection or our possession of that thing ends. But who we are, it doesn't, it, if anything, you know, there's more content given to our story. Like failure, uh, I was talking, this, this is one of the things I was talking to Dave about as I took one of his pens. Like people don't understand the journey that people took to get to certain places, right? They don't understand the failures that they found themselves in. They just see the success. And that could be one success among thousands of failures. But, you know, people just kind of, I don't know, people take failures differently. And it's really just kind of your outlook on life. Um, I was looking at a TikTok thing and um, a dude um he he dies and he goes and he's in the afterlife and he's like yeah man sorry uh surprise it's buddhism yep yep it was buddhism all the time everybody praying everything else just whatever so uh let's see what you're here for and he like or how you died and he killed himself right he says so there's no endless void and the buddhist was like yeah no sorry he's like so i got to do this shit again Say yeah, yeah, you do, but um, uh, you know, there's good stuff, and he's like talking. But I'll say all that to say, you know, like absolute failure, absolute failure is death, and you know, mm -hmm. if you fail, if you fail that hard, no worries, you'll get to try again. Like it's reset. Uh, uh in right. my outlook, personally, is Mario. And you know, I lose, I lost all my lives, and I gotta just reset the game. I gotta start from the beginning. You know what I mean? It's just you ain't you ain't resetting the game in the in the in the real. It's gonna be uh, little Lance pushing the buttons. On for, unfortunately, when when it's when it's your time, but uh, mm. yeah, I feel you. I would never I would never give Lance his emotional self control over like pulling the plug on me. 
Absolutely not. Did you give it to Cora? No, she's emotional as heck too. I give it to Kingston. Kingston would like put his head on my chest to listen if my heart's beating, and be like, and then he'll like tap my chest, say, "Daddy, no." You know, he'll be like, "No, we're not going to do it." <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, I'm I'm, I'm done with that. Um. Or he might just like accidentally, you know, pull the plug. In which case, I'd rather him make the decision. Like Zoe would keep right. me alive, even though I want to die. Regardless, yeah. Lance, Lance would smother me with a pillow. No, I'm playing. Boondy loves me. I love my bubby. Cora would smother oh, me with goodness. a pillow. Oh, uh, you're talking about all your children. This is like a one-off question, but I did want to talk about it. The World Series is going on right now. <clears throat> the Atlanta Cobb County Braves uh, versus the oh my gosh, Brandon, I just lost it. Dang, I had it too because I seen the Tampa. Who the Braves? Who the Braves playing? As the, I thought it was the Red Sox. Is it the Red Sox? Astros? No, it's the Houston Astros. Yeah, Altuve. Astros. Yes, Houston Astros. The, the cheaters. Houston Astros. This is actually probably uh, that was a great segue to what I, the question I have for you. Um, okay. What can the MLB do to get black people more interested in playing baseball? Honestly, like, what do you think? Because like baseball is like I, I see it on, and I'm like, gosh, like I really wish I would have played some of this in high school. There's a bunch of sports yeah. I, I wish I would like spend more time doing growing up and in high school um mm. but i have no like i played the game so i'm watching mm. it and like thinking about when i played it like that a lot of like mm. people can have for like basketball so yeah. i wonder what have to be yeah, I, I just it's a two-part it's a, it's a two-part it's a two-part thing one um, all the gatekeepers, the white gatekeepers that remember a Negro league and remember when baseball was segregated heavily and remembers how exciting the Negro league was. So they have a invested interest in making sure people don't remember the Negro league It's really ridiculous. Well, the, Negro league, the Negro league has a, has a museum and a president, uh, they're yeah. in Kansas city where one of the yeah. main, the Kansas city monarchs was one of the, the best. Negro League Baseball yep. Leagues. Um, but also recently, I think it was last year, last mm -hmm. year they announced all Negro League stats are now a part of Major League Baseball all-time stats. So wow. um, Willie Mays wow. and some others, uh, Jackie Robinson, there's some, there some statistics that were not in the record books for MLB because they were – Negro League stats, and those those stats have been integrated. Um, Lord, it's twenty twenty one. It is twenty twenty one. Yeah, now they're integrating. So it's like so. That's one thing. The gatekeepers have to be gone, and there needs to be like a overhaul on the MLB's part to expose and influence all baseball players to the Negro League and the history of it. I'm talking like they fund mm -hmm. like. If it's a Negro League museum, 
in Kansas City. I don't know what the admission is, but they sponsor like X amount of schools from all over the country to go to, you know, the the the, yeah. the, the museum. Right. So that's one thing. Yeah. And two, um, there needs to be a uh, like a new hip baseball team, like a like a new hip black baseball team that like jazzes it up they it's like the whole harlem globe trotters of baseball and they like moonwalk into first base and fucking do backflips into home and stuff like that right like really exciting you think to watch. like uh, and, just like a, a, a expansion black franchise to start in the mlb could yes i mean it'll get enough yes. people's attention Oh, oh I mean, imagine, imagine you had to be the best. Like, you had to be the best. Not Like, they're doing this goofy. It, it seems goofy, right? It seems like extra to do, like, a triple backflip and then a tuck into home and land it. No, like, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Harlem Grove Chatter and one baseball. I'm talking about the actual existence of a majority and black. One. American, American, black, Afro-American baseball team. Like, because no, so many I'm teams are going to start in the Seattle, Seattle Krakens just started NHL, just started a team. The oh. Vegas, um, Vegas Knights uh, started an NHL team two years ago, and they already were, like, in the oh, playoffs, went deep in the playoffs. So new expansion teams are popping up all the time. Uh, obviously, NFL is just kind of moving from city to city. But that would be interesting. And also, the yep. Cleveland Guardians, the Cleveland Guardians, they used to be called the Indians, they changed their name, are being sued by the Cleveland Guardians roller skating, roller derby uh, women's team, who are the oh. Guardians. And the oh. class action lawsuit has like been filed. So, so the baseball it. team might have to change the name again. They shouldn't have to pay pay what they want. Uh, I don't. I don't understand it. Uh, they pr- they can't want a lot of money. Maybe they. I like, know they. They clearly want to keep their name, and they don't want to be known as the second roller rink. rink. Huh? You want to keep this roller rink name? It's not roller, roller rink. rink derby. It's a roller derby. It's the. It's the. Shut up! Remember? That does. That's nobody. That's not even. That's not enough people. That is not enough people. Are y'all serious it's a community. right now? It's a community. It's of not a, I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing it. You're gonna you're gonna put pull the we're bigger than you. We make more money than you card. They yes. they should have thought about that. This is it's a different, twenty million. The reason dollars. why the reason why the name is such a good ring to it is because it already existed for the roller derby. That's so funny. Could you it's like on Twitter? It's like on Twitter. You have to like you have to buy someone's handle if you want it. Imagine imagine a whole bunch of like Anglo-Saxon white people. Like sitting around the table, like I like Guardians. Guardians is great. It's like, or not white people, but like men, right? And then yeah. Guardian, 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 yeah. Guardian, Guardian. And then somebody, one of the men, he's like nerdy, but he he's more a little bit more conscious than the other men. They make fun of him yeah. a lot. He's, he's like on his computer, like he's like, hey y'all, you know, there's a Guardian roller derby, right? A Guardian roller derby. What is it, women? Ah, they bust out in laughter and they like move forward and get their secretary who is a woman to come in and take the briefs down. I hate patriarchy. 
Yeah, I mean, you're, you you got it. You got it a little bit messed up, but it's like the cartoon version of it, so it's, it's fine. Cartoon versions of things just cut the fat out. Um, okay, but I wanted to I wanted to ask about that. Colin Kaepernick uh, was it Colin Kaepernick in White and Black Netflix? Have you seen it? It came out this weekend. Uh, no, it's I didn't. A six watch part it. series, I believe. I wish I wish I knew exactly like if it came out episodically, but it's Avery DuVernay. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. I know King Josiah had had a hand in the writing of it. Shout out to uh, Josiah Johnson on Twitter. Um, mm. But it's a it's a it's a biopic of Colin Kaepernick coming of age story. And mm. my thing is, what I want to say about this is, this is very strange because I have like deeper feelings tied to this whole thing. Listen, Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. the name Colin Kaepernick hit my desk 2009 on a scouting report for Nevada. The starting quarterback, they ran a triple offense like uh, uh, Navy or Army or Georgia Tech does, and they're running, you know, fullbacks and stuff like that, and this little running throwing quarterback Colin Kaepernick. We blow them out 32-0. I was a sophomore. It was after my redshirt year. I did not play. Afterwards, my defensive line coach came over to me and apologized and said he should have played me and didn't. And I didn't play again in Notre Dame for a whole another year to my junior year. And so... Nevada, Colin Kaepernick, that memory doesn't sit well with me. The whole thing. Interesting. The whole thing has always been around me and, and, and been negative. Then everything about him in the NFL, uh, we beat uh, the Ravens, beat them for our most recent Super Bowl um, against his, his 49ers. Um, and once, once he took the stand and kneeled, uh, and sat actually when he originally sat, I applauded him because it was it was great to bring attention to uh, the police brutality on black bodies. Simple as that. It's very it wasn't that big of a deal. Tom Kaepernick becoming a thing is just an example of how racist the NFL really is. Right. Like it. it like imagine the people that take stands that nobody gives a fuck about, and that no one cares about. Either way, and this one is a noble stance done by a quarterback who's not even starting at this point in time, basically on his way out of the league by the, by the end of that year, whatever would have happened. And because he's standing on a noble cause of protecting black bodies, it became this national story that is uh, uh, polarizing and political. And it, and I look back on it, and I'm thinking, like, why is this not sitting well with me? This entire thing doesn't sit well with me because it's all a result of how racist society actually is. Because no one should even care about this that much. You know how many people try, like, the, the amount of people who have given their lives to this cause more than Colin Kaepernick up until the point where he did do it? Not talking about since, because mm-hmm. obviously his whole, he's been a martyr and his whole life has been given to it, but... Up until that point, so many people have been doing so much more than what he did for that specific cause 
And I'm glad he brought the attention that he did to it, but it, the attention got brought to it because everyone else's opinion on that subject is so ass backwards. I mean, but that's all you need to count. To watch the football games and see in racism in the end zone <laughs> is like, it's literally like seeing, like I'm imagining a plantation with slaves picking cotton and them hanging a banner that says abolition, like, at the end of the field. Abolition. Like, abolition. Uh, yeah, ab- welcome abolition. But, like, yeah. you know, the slaves got to work. You know, we got to play football. And, you know, I want to get to – I want to get to in racism. Like, imagine, imagine, imagine the coaches saying – like, wow. like I want to kneel, Coach. I don't like the the the. It doesn't it doesn't stand for me. The national anthem doesn't stand for me, and I'm going to kneel during it, Coach. And he says, "Son, son, you see that in racism in that end zone? All you got to do is run to it. If you run to it, every touchdown ends racism just a little bit more." Oh man, that is, that is it, and that's why it's so. Troubling because it's like everybody was, everyone's just decided they still gotta. That's the thing, the show does go on, and like the ending, and like the, that's my thing. It's like how many quarterbacks fade out, and then you hear nothing about them like the rest of their careers. Like Colin Kaepernick, like made a difference, like that was bigger than football. Like, not many people get a chance to say that, but. He had an ter- opportunity to do so because he was blackballed and pushed out of the league because of the stance that he took. It's just wild. Well, what, you can't write this shit. Well, as you, as you you can't write it. People, there's plenty of books, and I was about to like um, suggest one. But what it is is the codifying or the co-opting of social issues. So, like in a capitalist system, it leaves room for social issues to exist as long as it can capitalize on those social issues. So you can perpetuate and protest and fight for freedom and freedom of speech and all that other stuff. Raw, raw, good. We got some money for it. Like there's donors, there's people, there's like quote unquote liberal, really rich people, right? Koch brothers and not the Koch brothers specifically, but like it's always some like second cousin. There's like Rockefeller cousins and, um, uh, all the big names that like fund these quote unquote progressive or liberal programs, arts programs and everything else. But it's all feeds the same kind of capitalism. You know what I mean? It's really one of the things about art that um, the artist kind of gets conflicted with that. Like I'm creating this art that talks about capitalism being bad. There was one. It's crazy. Real quick. I was part of the Hadley Creatives. The Hadley Creatives was a cohort of 10, um, I think it's 10, Louisville artists um, of all disciplines um, coming together. And we got taught by some of the leading artists in America. One of our leading artists was Dred Scott. He's a wonderful black artist. Um, I forget where he's based out of. One of his projects was taking maybe a quarter million dollars i think it was and burning it on the steps of wall street all right literally somebody gave him a quarter billion dollars in cash to do this art installation and burn all of it on wall street 
you know what I'm saying? Like the shreds of that paper or whatever was sold from that exhibition. I'm sure that like it gained whatever money it helped him survive. It helped make a statement against capitalism while being like significantly capitalist in its production. Right. So like there's a, there's just a conflict. You're muted. So we don't hear you agreeing, but, um, Oh, I, yeah. I was, I, no, I was, I, I said, I don't know. I don't know. I kept saying, I don't know. So it's so funny you said, we don't hear you agreeing. Um, oh, that's so funny. I don't know about the concept of, uh, I don't know, man. I, th- I feel like it's just, you're right about artists constantly having this like duality or like conflict of um, high class versus art and um, who they're making their stuff for and things like that. But I just feel like it's just the, all of this is the symptoms of society. Like my entire life in obsession or like football is like based off of what? my my dad's obsession with watching Michigan football or like Wolverine or like want to be a football player because he, he was like really good in high school and stuff like like this I mean, game this You're game but, but but I'm saying this game is a product of like entertainment for this like society that's just like kind of painted to be like oh this is how black people can be like respected you know what I mean? Like, like what? Like, what is this? So the whole it all it all just sounds like a game to me. And obviously, you know, you try to get what you can and try to be um, who you are. But at the end of the day, like I was thinking, my coal miners recently, like everyone's got to eat shit at the end of the day at their job, a little bit in some way, shape, or form. And uh, how you were able to stomach it, get and let you know what type of job you can have. And the job you end up having. I don't want to work. Uh, work. We shouldn't have to have jobs. We should just have things that we have to do to survive and things that we do for pleasure. That's exactly what a job is. um, Yeah, no, no. A job is working. That's not, that's exactly how everyone's job thinks. I can't even watch that. That's not, that's, that's not like your job doesn't, you can't eat a paycheck. All right, you can if you no, grow but a food, paycheck makes it easier your vegetables, to eat. your fruits. Uh, yeah, in this society, not in a communal society, not in a like. That's the only society I'm I'm concerned with. Not concerned. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. Invested actually. in. Invested in. Concerned with if people are invested, invested in their own. Did you see the text message of where we will want to live? All together, if we could. Yes, that was uh, my uh, my dad. No, don't say don't say who it was. I'm saying I'm saying they're in Boston right now. Look, they're in Boston right now for something that for for dad's like work thing, and that they were enjoying it. He he called me. He called me because they don't know how to work Uber, and I had to get an Uber for him. Um, Hilarious. And uh, I figured that would be uh, anecdotal. Um, so anyways, and they, so, cause I never, I didn't ever, I never understood why he asked that. 
but it makes sense mm-hmm. now because it sounds like they were, you know, Boston's a really old city in this country. And it's kind of like for someone like our father who loves tradition, it's like, uh, get your panties wet. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. I didn't know. Oh, well, okay. So this is a good segue. I wanted to talk about Atlanta. Um, we went to Atlanta for my brother's um, bachelor party. Shout out to Quillen. Shout out to his friends. Um, I had a crazy experiences there. I was just opening up for the conversation about the Atlanta trip. Well, that was the, the perfect example of dad brain for me. Uh, I packed zero clothes that I could fit into for any casual outing. Uh, I walked over to Quillen's place and we were about to go out to dinner. And I was wearing the one nice shirt I had packed and the one nice pair of jeans I, I bought, I brought. And Quillen said, Brandon, we don't have time for a sketch right now. We got right to go to dinner. Like he thought I was dressed up. Oh, in a, he thought I was dressed up in like a costume. Whoa. <laughs> he thought I was trying to. So that was that was me just throwing stuff in a in a in a bag right before we left to go um, to Atlanta. I ate a lot there. Um, I, we've mentioned Slutty Vegan uh, there, and this is. I guess I'm gonna be guilty of like bringing up something else while I try and talk about Quillen's bachelor party, um, and we're not deflecting. Believe us, uh, it is. National or World Vegan Day, I believe. And the US Today, USA Today, put out an article of all the different fast food restaurants that are great for people trying to diversify their protein options outside of plant based things. And I've been watching my weight, I've been trying to. I talked about Quinn's bachelor party. It I relapsed like a motherfucker, Lance. I was three thirteen when I went down there. When I got back, I was three twenty four. That's crazy. Eating like crazy, eating up a bunch of stuff. But they break down a bunch of different fast food places in five star, four star, three star, two star, and one star when it comes to being able to have something outside of meat. So. For people who are, we're 2021, we're talking about things being new and different. I I, I, I jokingly told Michelle at one point in time, Carter's going to be getting a burger for Pop Pop and accidentally get a veggie burger because he didn't specific, uh, specify Kyle. He was like, back in my day, when you said burger, it was it was nothing but cow. It was supposed to be cow. Um, but, uh. So I think I do think we're getting closer to this this new wave. But as far as, as far as fast food restaurants go, here are the top five places you can go get something to eat and have a plant based option: protein, Burger King. They have their Impossible Whopper and Impossible Meat. They don't have their Impossible Breakfast sandwiches anymore. They just recently stopped carrying that everywhere. Why? Um. Uh. Why what? Did they stop carrying it? <sighs> Probably because they weren't selling enough of them. 
Like it's probably yeah. harder to keep that 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 thing there. So it's like kind of like yeah. they just made it like kind of like a seasonal thing. But the Impossible Whopper is only like certain Burger Kings have it. Have it. Like probably your local hood Burger King doesn't have Impossible Burgers anymore. Sorry to tell you. Um, Chipotle with their sofritas. That was when I first started messing with own meat or, or no no meat options. Sofritas is Chipotle are delicious. KFC. I don't know what they offer there that you could possibly get that's not a plant based. Panera bread. Obviously, you can get all the salads you want and, and substitute all their meat whenever you want. Pizza Hut. I don't know about that. Maybe a vegetarian pizza. Starbucks. Great non meat options. Uh, little egg bites in the morning. I highly recommend. Um, some of those have meat in them, some of them don't. And then Taco Bell, the Mecca. The reason why I go to Taco Bell so much is because I get tacos without meat. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you this little quick story about uh, ordering out uh, Uber Eats. Some people, there's a formula to ordering food online, right? Right. For example, if you order a dessert and just order one, you may not get that dessert. But if you order three of them bitches, whoever on the other side is like, then we got to make sure we get all three of these cherry pies in here. Right. 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 That's just, it's an oversell to make sure you get your one that you want. Right. Well, we're putting in Taco Bell order for delivery. And Michelle said she wanted a beef taco. She doesn't usually get it, but she's, I can say now she's pregnant. We're talking about it. She's pregnant. She Baby's coming soon. We'll talk about that later on. I guess maybe a different podcast. She gets a beef taco. I said, are you willing to put in jeopardy all of both of our tacos that have meat substitutes? Because once they see one with beef on it, all them bitches going to be beef on it. That's hilarious. Right. What happened? All my tacos came with beef, and I ate all them bitches. And it's the first time I've had Taco Bell beef since 2016. That's upsetting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But anyways, there's a, the, the opposite end of that spectrum is the one-star places where it's really hard to get not get meat or to not get like beef or some type of meat. Obviously, Arby's, they have the meats. Uh, Bojangles, Chick-fil-A. Culver's, I, I disagree. Um, Shake Shack, Raisin Cane, Sonic, Steak, Steak and Shake, Wendy's, Whataburger, Zaxby's, Firehouse Subs, Five Guys, Hardy's, In and Out. These are all places that it's just impossible to try to get away I, from. I'll say this. I'll say this. Wingstop. I had um, Brandon went to Slutty Vegan, as he always does, and he asked me, you know, do I want something from Slutty Vegan? I looked up. On the menu, there was absolutely nothing that looked uh, appetizing, but I ended up settling on something, um, which was yeah. my, the like, thing that he wanted. The thing that he wanted, they didn't even have. So I had to which, do it on which the is crazy because I was looking on their website, and their website said they had it. But anyway, um, I had to get something else. And when I first been into it, I wanted Brandon to get my reaction. Like I was so surprised. I was like, "Wow, this tastes great. It doesn't taste like." Um, I can't even tell that it's not, that it's vegan. Oh, this is great. Bite one, bite two, bite three. I was like, okay, this is still great. Bite four, my mouth and the taste that was like left in my mouth was like, oh, this is vegan. This is really vegan. 
And then, like, everybody I took after bite four was like, oh, this is vegan. Uh, Are you kidding me? And I stopped, I stopped eating it. I, did not, I didn't finish. I did not finish the burger. And I was like, it was a nice amount of the burger so that was left to Yeah, man. Yeah, I had two of those. I'll have to try something different because uh, not my... Not my, not my Stilo. And all I heard when I left was how much he actually loved it. Mm. I Jeez said, I, did, I said in the moment that I didn't like it, but you were very. I think you were about to go to sleep, so you were just like out of it. Oh no! I think I was, I was going. I think I was going over there to them, and I had just gotten the new clothes. I had, I had to buy three X's for the first time. So Brandon talks time. about these new clothes, right? He went out, he went out and bought like new clothes because he didn't bring the proper clothes for right. the occasion. Now, my ass says I'm gonna catch up with them in a minute. I like, I like, I'm chilling for a second while he goes, but I'm getting hungry, so I'm like, I'm definitely gonna go meet him there, y'all. What I put on first, I'm so glad I didn't end up wearing that. Like what I had on first was like some jeans. A, like regular t-shirt and then a suit jacket that was like kind of not really fitting and like some shoes you talk about quinlan saying you look like a skit i really look like a skit i look like a skit from like um fat guy in a little coat what's the what's that yes. movie? that movie tommy boy. Uh, i look like i was dressing up as a tommy Chris boy character. and ended up changing i was like all right i'm not gonna wear this I put on some black jeans and my black spread love shirt and um, some shoes, some basketball shoes that I have worn at several basketball sessions to the point where I bought new basketball shoes so I didn't have to wear those shoes anymore. Um, patent leather uh, LeBron James's. Or James's LeBron. So you brought old basketball shoes to the basketball party? Yes, because I was going to play basketball. Or I was hoping that we play basketball like a regular. And you don't want to. You don't want to play basketball with the new shoes. Um, no. Yeah, the old shoes were like, I was cool <laughs> with like getting those kind of worn down. The new shoes I only play with like in gyms. I figured we was gonna have to find like an outside court in Atlanta. So, okay. yeah. But anyway, I I I, sub, I, sub, I succumbed to peer pressure enough that I would have tried to. Flex with the new basketball gym shoes, but that's just just me. And I'm glad to see that the people think differently. Go ahead. And y'all, when I tell y'all where they were, I did not think it was like what it was. Like I thought it was like you know a regular restaurant, and uh, it turned out to be Magic City without strippers. And I just couldn't take it, man. Or not couldn't take it, but like, what are you talking about? You talking about the breakfast place in the morning? No, not the, the brunch, brunch place. place. No, the brunch place. Yeah, the brunch place. Sweet. You talking about sweet? You talking about the day club? The day, yeah, the day club. Yep. Okay, so what are you saying about it? It was some. It was what without strippers? No, I yeah, like underdressed. I I was underdressed. Like everybody was dressed to the nines. Brandon again, he bought new clothes, so he was uh, to the yeah. dress code. Everybody else at the party was. To the dress code, even one of the bachelors um, in the bachelor party, he had like a sweatsuit on, but it was like 
whole suit. It was like uh, a, uh, Armand had that. He had like a like a a matching print like jumper that like Big Sean would wear in a music video or something. Yeah, it was like a like a. It, I thought it was Coogee or something. Boy, like, it was nice. Yeah, it wasn't Coogee, and but yeah. Gave him all the confidence to talk to girls, and you know I'm sitting there looking like <laughs> just very apparently that's what our mind does. He's looking very poor. You see, you you do you think you think you should have worn the the first outfit? No, I should have just not went or um ordered my food to go. That would have been nice. It was the last time I saw Quillen, yeah. which is necessary you said that before you left and i'll kind of that made me come out but it's too yeah i i i saw i i that was the last time lance saw quillen quillen so okay this will happen it was was it saturday i I end up leaving saturday night they said that they had this club to go to in atlanta where dj drama was djing and they got tickets for it, but it starts at midnight. And we just was at this day club all day. And when I got like too drunk and like was done, that's when I went to Slutty Vegan. Yes, that's what happened. Cause I was just like, I was like, whatever. I was kind of like drunk and I just got an Uber and went to Slutty Vegan, got the food, went to the hotel, passed out the hotel, ate my food when I woke up and then got ready to go out. But not to them, I went out with Donnie Shout out to Donnie uh, and Janae. I went to Hunter House in Atlanta. Yep. Uh, yes. So that's what I went out to do. But that night, I, I only went to the Hunter House because I was like, I need to stay awake because Quillen got me committing to doing something at midnight. Right. Tonight. So I need to like be up and I know walk going through Hunter House get your heart rate one, right? So I go to I go to the Hunter House with Donnie and then I drive back. It's probably 11.50, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to get away with not going out. And I was texting Michelle, letting her know, hey, I don't think I'm going to go out. I think I'm going to link up with dudes in the morning and, and you know, talk to Quillen in. Quillen FaceTimed me right as I was finished my second sandwich from Slutty Vegan. And he lands asleep, guilt-tripped the shit out of me. Like, felt like being chastised, like, feel like if you're, ever, if you're ever in the dorm and you didn't want to go out and then the party came in your dorm and then you, like, like had to get ready and then, like, leave and at the end of the day, you're outside and you're like, how the hell did I get outside in the first yes. place? It was that at a random club in Atlanta and when I got there, everybody was gone and everybody was, everybody was like, Quillen was talking to his brother uh, Zamario and I was, and I got a drink just because I walked in. Why not? I think I paid a cover. Oh my goodness! And then, and then, I was just linking with his boys from 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 his college, just talking a lot of them from Detroit. One of the West Side, it was West Side dude, bro. He's so West Side, bro. It was it was so crazy. Like I was talking to him, I was trying to tell him why, where we was, like where we was from. And I said, you know, I was like, you know, off eight mile, like Gratiot, um, Harper, whatever. And he was like, he's looked at me like short said, it's like, you east, you east side nigga, like I get it, like you said, like you said eight mile, I got it, you east side nigga. And I was like, oh yes, um, 
that's me. I apologize. Yep. Sorry for the extra details. Mm-hmm. I should have led with, uh, I'm an East Side nigga. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, you also have Detroit roots. Which yes. side you from? Yep. So I embarrassed so you know. myself a little bit there. Um, and basically, we went to another club, and I, I did, I did this like extremely ghost thing. I, I we went to that second club, and I paid like everyone else to walk in, paid, and then just did a quick little loop. Everybody walked in the club and got lost. No one even couldn't believe where, where Brandon goes. Nobody knows. I went, I went a loop, and I, I pay, and I, I feel like I paid my dues because like I paid to get into that club, right? Instead of being like, no, nah, y'all go ahead. I'm actually going to cut, cut, hang back. It's two a.m. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I felt like that was the cordial way to get out. I still need to reach out to Quill and tell him I had a good time though, and it was nice meeting his buddies. And I will, and I will enjoy seeing those guys. Again in December for the wedding. I was I, I I was at the suite. I was at the brunch spot, and the music was loud. And I kept going back outside because the music was less loud. And it was like these OGs at one part, and then some people at the other part. But I'm like sitting in the chair by myself. And then one of the waitresses comes out and sits next to me, and I look at her like, "It's all these fucking seats out here. Are you trying to sit right next to me?" So I'm like in my head now. I'm like, oh, they probably don't want me to like try to skip out on the bill. They probably making sure that like they watching me and make oh. sure I'm leaving. So I was like, I asked her. I was like, so you know, can I pay my bill with you? I ain't really trying to go back in there with the music. It's too loud and stuff. She's like, no, your waitress can handle it. I said, all right, well, I'm gonna go pay my bill. I go to our waitress, and there was a there was pictures being taken. There was booty shaking. There was loud music. There's like. Quillen and his bachelor party crew was linked up with this other women crew, his bachelorette crew or whatever, women next to us. It was all mingling. It was all nice. It looked like your quintessential like club. We just met some chicks. We're about to go to Waffle House thing. It was very nice. But I was right, to- l- listen, nothing you said nothing nefarious up until this point. But I can't believe you would even go as far as you did. But continue, continue with your story. Um, I'm trying to get to the waitress, but I have to like go through this sea of hot girl shit. So I'm like, let me go around, and I go around the spot, um, and you know, pass all the very hard-looking gentlemen at the bar, um, and then find the waitress. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, I want to pay for my. My my part of the ticket, you know, was, you know, uh, I just want to pay my bill. She said, "Okay, are you all right?" Like she looked concerned. She said, "Are you all right?" I said, "Man, it's yeah. loud music." I said, it's, "It's loud music and stuff, and it's just not my scene." She looked at me with the, "Oh, like like she was like, yeah. oh, she's like, okay, <laughs> I got you." Like I gave her my card, and then when she that's how back, you got the group paid before me. Yeah, so when she came back with my check and stuff, um, she she like not whispered. It, it might as well have been a whisper. She talked in her regular voice, but there was very loud music going on, so she had to like come right. to my ear to talk normally. She said, "You said you had to get up out of here, huh?" I was like, "Yes, yes, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it." <laughs> Pay my bill, said my little goodbyes. Um, 
And then I rushed to my car. Rushed to my car. And uh, you want to talk about the the poetry uh, night that you went to? Oh, poetry night. Shout out to Good Acting Studio. Good Acting Studio in Atlanta. They said that they're moving somewhere. Um, and that was their last open mic. Um, but the homie, Deep Sea, Deep Sea Rice, shout out to him. I fucks with Deep Sea real tough because he's like me in that he don't ask for permission. Like, he be performing out of state, but it be solely on his will to go perform out of state. And I just be tagging along just because I know poetry. Mm. You know what I mean? I'd be like, be like, man, man, I'm going to Wisconsin to do poetry. I'm like, swear to God, bro, can I can I go with you, man? I'll, you know, go half on gas. He's like, yeah, man, let's go let's get a hotel. Um, so he was in Atlanta. He just so happened to make his trip kind of line up. He was going to ride with us and all sorts of stuff, but it was too many plans that he had and I had. And it was like, you need to be mobile when you're in another city anyway. So um he invited he he set it up like he, he found it on the internet. Um, put my name on the list and we went out to it. It was like a small black box theater, probably not even 20 seats. They opened like a garage. So like more people could like sit on the outside. Um, and then poets was going up. They was calling people. Um, people was coming up performing. Um, they said, you only got five minutes. So like this in poetry terms, it's like a poem and a half. Your average poem is like three minutes. Um, so I'm like, I'm gonna make the most of my shit. And it was really dope. Cause like Southern fried family, shout out to TQ, um, and shout out to sincere. Uh, those are two poets that I met in Southern fried. Um, they came out. It was really cool. Like TQ, she came out, um, cause she was friends with Chris. I mean, she knew she, she just follows me on social media and stuff. And like, I think it's Chris, Chris Deep Sea. Yeah, Deep Sea. My bad. Yeah. So Deep Sea and her and Deep Sea's homegirl. I think Deep Sea's homegirl and TQ are cool. And then like, yeah. So um, what happened? Oh, yeah, it was good. It was good. We did. We did. Uh, Chris or uh, Deep Sea went and then I went last like uh, their opener. They had go last or their headliner. And I ended up opening for the headliner. I don't know how I ended oh, up nice. opening for the headliner. Yeah, but it was a great open. I ended up doing like I slid two little short poems with a third longer poem in there. And it went well. I had stickers, passed out my stickers. Um, that was a great experience. Like, to go from that, like, that's another thing. Like, you know, I, I feel like I just know what my scene is. My scene's not, I didn't know none of those songs. Brandon, y'all, Brandon's big ass was in this booth. It's one of those big ass booths where you feel like three to four people <laughs> on each side, right? So with Brandon and me, that's like three people. So Brandon's gyrating and jumping and, being all rah rah and singing each song word for word, and it's all this violent gangster bullshit. It's like I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And everybody around, everybody's murder that Nick had to kill him with the, gotta hit him with the baba baba. It's like Meek Mill's thing comes on. Play ESTG. I, 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 like I'm, he, he, it took him a minute to play ESTG, and I got hyped. But Lance before the Lance fight. did not. 
Lance did not appreciate. So before Lance got there, there's a very uh, uh, involved DJ, right, who could see us from the DJ booth. And imagine if, like, Pooh Shiesty was DJing an Atlanta party and he was asking where people were. Everyone in Quillen's group was all Detroit, so Detroit was in the house. He was looking at Detroit specifically, uh, you know, played First Day Out by T Grizzly, you know what I'm saying? He played an obscure Detroit artist that he's like, oh, niggas from the D don't know this artist that ain't outside. And I don't know how many people was outside enough to know who he was playing. So he was like already like kind of like threw his hands at us. But anyways, Lance didn't like that this DJ was expecting things from us. Rightfully so. It was like it was like a peer pressure thing. But it's one of those things like you just do what you got to do. You just do what you want to do, and other people have to deal with it. It's what you do all the time, Lance. It's what you do, especially in that situation when you're getting peer pressure by a DJ to like throw your arms at, at something. So that's incriminate that myself. That he kept asking. He like his questions were like interrogations was, for jazz boys. It was like it was. if you out of town, put your if you from out of town, put your hands in the air. So people put their hands. I'm not putting my hands in the air. I don't want y'all to know if I'm yeah. from out of town. If you got more than a hundred dollars in your pocket, put your hand in the air. I'm like, nigga, why are you yeah. checking my pocket? You went up to two fifty. You got more than two hundred dollars. Put yeah. your hands in the air. Yes, I'm like, that. bro, what? You said, I'm on my, yeah, I'm my real good money that. niggas at. Where my, where my real good money niggas at? It's like, um, I don't know who wants to raise their hand. I'm not raising my hands, sir. Right I'm place. hungry. I would like food. Forget this mood music that you play. Hungry. Like before, I before I got my food. Drinks. Before I got my food, I was like completely, like not for what I was in. Like when I walked in there, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm in my worst nightmare." And I was like waiting on the food. Brandon showed me a picture of something. I was like, "You know, that's worth the wait. I'm going. I'm going to wait for it." It took so long yeah. for that food to get there. And then as soon as the food got there, he started playing EST. I'm like, all right, Louisville in the building. We we hype. Led. And then as soon as I got hype, I remember where I was at. And I was like, oh. okay. Man, you left the two songs that I know. The food was good, mm-hmm. though. I think the, the Atlanta food, food is just really amazing. good. I realized that about myself. Really good that. food. Like, if I'm going to be a, like, if I'm going to go on a vacation, I'm going to eat. It's going to be an eat vacation. Like, I'm going to eat really, really good. Like, I'm going to spend all my that, money. That is vacationing for me. Because it's what I want to do. It's like, instead of instead of those those specific J's, Halloween retro sevens, I'm just going to, like, get... I call some food places you go, call it excursions. When you go on, like, cruises, it's like you yeah. spend X amount of dollars to go on, like, the, the zip lining excursion or the snorkeling excursion or the rock climbing excursion like when i book a restaurant that i'm going to that's an excursion i'm ready i'm ready to, i'm ready to spend spend some money on some on some cultural cuisine on, on my palate i didn't even know my palate can handle them flavors like that come on come on and it was fire it was fire it was it was really good the whole time um we're in the bonus uh if this was a soccer game we're in bonus time um, we're. Is there anything else that you wanted to hit before we hit it? Um, real quick. Uh, the post office is still messed up. People are uh, 
pulling post office boxes up. So it's really hard to mail things. If you order something, it's going to take a while to get the whole box? Mm -hmm. Like where they used to have mailboxes, some just aren't there anymore. So like people in the West End specifically, we got got a mail office that's semi-close. But if you're in Portland, you kind of depend on those mailboxes and they kind of get ripped up. So it's really upsetting. You got... um, Y'all, Elephant in the Room by McJenkins just dropped. And when I tell y'all, every time this man drops an album, it is the soundtrack to my current existence. So, like, the things he talks about in the album, the things he, like, deals with within himself, it is all just a reflection of me. And the shit that I go through, it's a great album. Y'all should check it out. Um, My favorite song is Reflections. And um, I'll talk about why it's my favorite song in another podcast. These, uh, it's a whole nother. Like I can spend a whole podcast. You know, I can give you like Elephant in the Room a really good chunk of time. You like just like um, said verbatim why so many white women like Taylor Swift. It's like every time she drops something, it's the soundtrack of like what I'm going through. I can see it. But I believe you. I empathize. Yeah, I want to I listen to it. I think the only thing that I've listened to um, in full that's worth mentioning, I guess it is worth mentioning. When you talk about me knowing these, these songs that are up, it's my... Some people want to know what's like about to hit. I'm interested in like what's hitting because that's enough of a new like Trevor, treasure trove of who is this and where are they from and what is this project on uh, following the quote-unquote new stuff. But Young Thug dropped an album called Punk. Um, And we talked about Young Thug on this this podcast before. Yeah, I mean, but the the track, the the song, I mean, the the album is, is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a bunch of like that style of hip hop now. I guess it's it was interesting learning some things about him uh, in his melodic singing ways. But the one thing that I really want to talk about with you is Big Sean's EP that he just put out with Hit Boy. Yeah, I one song. Yeah, I, it's called What You Expect. Um. I I don't know what the answer to that question is, what you expect, but I, I'm starting to feel like I may not be Big Sean's main audience anymore, which feels mm-hmm. weird because I was such a big stand of his for such a long time. And um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I like that he's finally not sounding like Drake with stuff. Like, I think he intentionally, before he puts out stuff, like, I think there's some Drake subs on here, and maybe that's just me reaching, because I've been listening to Drake and Big Sean sub each other since they've been in the industry together, but um, I don't know. I, I, hope, I'm, I hope he's happy making the music that he makes, Big Sean, but, like, I'm not, I don't know if I'm feeling a lot, but that's my first listen through of the AP 
And I trust Hit Boy because everything he's been doing recently has been a hit. Um, but that's my two cents. That's what I've listened to recently. I'll figure it out or I'll listen to it and see what audience he is speaking to. My fucking head man. is on fire. Okay. That's you why you see me in anguish over here. I'm going through my little headache. Too much, Dalton too much Halloween candy? Too much Halloween candy, man. Uh, Thoughts and prayers. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if I have anything. Thoughts and prayers do do those things. Think and pray. Thoughts and prayers. Do that on purpose. Do that actively. Thoughts and prayers. Get that shit written down. Thoughts and prayers. That's what. That's my message about thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I'm, well. Uh, to everybody, man. So, um, I don't know. This world is uh, continuing to be crazy. So, don't be. Try not to be. Don't let it make you mm. crazy. When you say crazy, just then all I can think of is the T Pain way. At least on the uh, she moves her body like a cyclone song. This is crazy. You know what I'm talking about? Never heard it. Move my body like a cyclone. It was a. It was a. Shining out hips. Shining out fresh. Put your hands in the air. Let it stay there. Bye-bye.